Welcome to Mammal Talk, the companion podcast for the Blood Bowl Mid-Atlantic Mauling League. In this episode, we're talking about Dungeon Bowl Week 1. Welcome to episode 28. I want to apologize once again for this episode's audio quality. There are some clicks, some pops, some echoes. As I mentioned in the previous episode, episode 27, I just don't have the time to properly edit these anymore. We will try to fix those problems through diligence rather than editing in the future, and I hope it's not too bad for you in this episode. We are going to talk about Dungeon Bowl Week 1. We have some new coaches, some new teams, and uh, some pretty exciting matchups. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. Welcome to episode 28. In this episode, we are talking about the Dungeon Bowl, the Season 3 Dungeon Bowl in the league. I'm joined once again by Artificial Bunny. How's it going, man? It's going great. Yeah. So uh, we've got two new coaches in this competition. The Dungeon Bowl is the third of three open competitions in our league format. The fourth and final competition of a season is an invitational. That's the Blood Bowl. The top teams from each of the three opens advance into the uh, Blood Bowl. So uh, in this third open competition, we have two new coaches. We have one new race uh, that's never been in the league before. We'll talk about that when we uh, get to Division B. Um, But yeah, so we have a competition of two divisions of eight teams. And uh, why don't we talk uh, talk about these teams? We'll talk about what we think about the teams themselves, what we think about the races, what we think about the team composition, um, and even what we think about the coaches. So why don't we start with El Nuberino's team, Masters of Mammal. What do you say? Sounds great. All right. The Masters of Mammal, uh, this is El Nuberino's team. They're a wood elf, a wood elf team. They're a dark elf team. And uh, we've seen El Nuberino is a veteran of the league. He's been here since season one. He's fielding a dark elf team now. Uh, currently, at the time of this recording, uh, the TV on his team is seventeen ten. That's a lot, uh, and he's that got a full. Is. <laughs> it certainly is. He's got a full roster. I think uh, all the all the elf teams are good teams. Some better than others. Um, what do you, what's your opinion on dark elves? How do you, how do you think Man. they play? And and what's your what's your opinion on them? I've mainly played against them, and they are slippery, and they can hit hard too, and. I feel like he has just masterfully leveled this team up. Yeah, so he's got... So so Dark Elf teams, they have the Witch Elves. The Witch Elves have Frenzy, which you always have to be careful of. And they have Jump Up, which I think a lot of people neglect. That makes their... Like, you knock down a player, you say, okay, I've, I've knocked off roughly half your movement. Not on a Witch Elf, you haven't. <laughs> so uh, he's got one Witch Elf that has Block as well, so... Frenzy plus block, and in fact, he has dodge and sidestep for the for the defensive side of things. Uh, really, just really a strong player. Combo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has He Man, uh, level four blitzer as well, who has block and mighty blow because, of course, he does. He's He Man. Uh, he has a a blodger too. 
he does have Dauntless, so he can go up against those those stronger players. He just has to roll and and uh, exceed the strength to to equal the strength. Um, so that's a pretty solid pickup as well. That's his level four pickup. Duncan the Blitzer. I like this guy because he's he's a blodger who he took he took leap. <laughs> so he's got his own little he's got his own little war dancer on this roster. Yeah. Leap and strip ball, and yeah, mm-hmm. he's a nasty cage diver. Yes, indeed, he is. Um, all the blitzers, of course, come with the block skill. Uh, he has a level three uh, lineman who has block and an extra point of AG. So AG five is sick, right? Elves always start with AG four. Uh, now he's got a player with AG five. The AG four is already great. AG five means now he can dodge into Mark Ball pickups no problem, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's really a, a player to watch out for. And oh. that it's just alignment is just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, three three blodgers on the roster. Uh, he's got a, a bunch of linemen with wrestle, which I think is like... Uh, so uh, wrestle on, say, a wood elf lineman I think is great. What's your opinion on Russell on a lineman, like a, a Dark Elf lineman who says has AV8 instead of 7? Yeah, I I still don't think it's a bad pickup because when you're going against the other team, they do have to still like watch out for taking those blocks on the linemen because even if they have block, being able to take them down with Russell is really a threat. It is. It sure is. Uh, that both down result is something you can look forward to when you have the block skill. And now maybe not so much, especially because the Stark Elf team, these linemen have an MA of six, which is decent. So if you're going up against, say, a Dwarven team, well, yeah, Russell's great. perfect against a Dwarven team. Yeah. Uh, pretty solid roster. He has a lineman with a strength of four as well, which, you know, a strength pickup. That's great. That's <laughs> always great. Uh he just has the two rerolls, though. What do you think about that? I I thought at this point in the season, I thought for sure he'd beat up the three. I am a little surprised that he didn't take another one, but with all that agility four and an agility five, I mean, his need for a reroll is definitely reduced from a lot of other teams. Fair enough. Fair enough. He does have ha- uh, he has the apothecary, of course. He's got a huge fan factor of ten. Uh, I think it's a solid roster. Uh, Dark Elves, uh, I think, are all... I think with the possible exception of maybe... It's not even an exception. All the Elf teams are good. Uh, I don't like Elven Union too much. uh, But the Dark Elves, they they have that extra AV, which is huge. The difference between 7 and 8 is really, really big. Their AV7 players are the Witch Elves, which have Frenzy and uh, jump up, which I think are great. They come with dodge as well. Uh, just a really strong team. They have decent speed, right? They have lots of uh, sixes and sevens for movement allowance. Um, they can enclose an offense pretty quickly. All of a sudden, again, especially with those witch elves, if you're not careful, they can move players out of position. And if you're not mindful, uh, you'll forget that they have their full movement when they're prone. Um, and then on offense, they're they're elves, right? They can do whatever they want. They can run. They can pass. He has an AG five player now, so he could he could do it all. I think it's a really really solid team. I think El Nubrino has proven himself to be a solid coach. 
And uh, I, I think this is a team that has a real shot at top four. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, real uh, a real powerhouse contender. He's the biggest TV in the division so far. Uh, El Numerino will have to watch out for that. He has a TV of 1710, whereas his lowest opponent has a TV of 900. That's a ton of TV that he uh, that he's given up in petty cash. Yeah, I'll have to say uh, being able to have inducements is a whole lot of fun. <laughs> it is a lot of fun, especially in this version of the rules. Inducements are always good. But I think in this version of the rules, like a wizard's always really good. Um, I, you know, there's lots of options you can take. Star players are often very, very strong. Um, just having so many options, though, like if you're getting in this case 810k, you can pick up everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could practically afford a second team at that. Yes, indeed. Uh, so next up, why don't we talk about uh, Dick the Minotaur's team, the Dinabel Darlings. Um, <laughs> so this is a Dwarven team. Doug the Minotaur, so far, he has lost one game all season. Just one. And that was the Chaos Cup Finals. So he was the runner-up in the Chaos Cup. He was the winner of the Spike Magazine Trophy. He's back again here for the Dungeon Bowl, coming in at a TV of 1560. And look how much money he has in his treasury, 220K. He's He's got it all. He's got the fans at a fan factor of 13. He's got money in the coffer. He's got a full roster. He has a level six runner in Kevin Bacon. And he's already been invited to the Blood Bowl twice over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just a scary team. <laughs> Indeed. So... I'm a little surprised he hasn't picked up a second troll slayer and another reroll. I think he didn't he dump one for the final. He did. Um, and I think he even started the season with two troll slayers, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, although I might be. Uh, I am surprised he hasn't picked up another troll slayer as well. They're not particularly expensive. They're 90K. He's got a ton of money in the bank. Um, two players with Frenzy. Um, they come with block. That's that's great. And they're fast. Oh, well, they're faster than his long beards, right? They're, they're and that Dauntless can be really effective also on them. Indeed it can. Um, every single player on his roster, save for three, uh, one, two, three, save for four, has guard. So you'll often see Dwarven teams pick up guard because they're slow. They stay grouped together. Um, they're a bashy team that just kind of moves as a group. All of his linemen, all of his longbeards have guard, which is what he wanted. He has a blitzer that has guard as well. Uh, this is when they get scary. I mean, they're scary right at TV 1000, in my opinion. But mm -hmm. now that he has a bunch of guard, he has Mighty Blow on one of his blitzers. Uh, he has Kevin Bacon, who is this ridiculous runner with a strength of four. He's got tackle. He's got fend. He's got strip ball. Like what, what on yeah. earth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you, if you try to get past all that guard to get to Kevin Bacon with that strength of four, you're going to have a hard time. <laughs> you're going to have a hard time. Let's say you even get to Kevin Bacon and you get what you're looking for. You can't follow up. He's got fend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all he needs is a dodge to complete the nastiness. And uh... <laughs> That's very true. And then, and then Kevin Bacon is never going on his feet or he's never going on his back ever. Yeah. Um, 
he does only have one more one more level up with him. So we'll see if uh, if he gets that far. We'll see if uh, if he's able to pick that up. Uh, two team rerolls again. Not a lot. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't. Pick, he hasn't picked up a third. He's got the money. He's got plenty of money in the treasury to pick that up. I I, I don't know why he's staying it too. Thirteen fan factor uh, is huge. The maximum is eighteen. Uh, he's got thirteen. <laughs> I mean, you keep winning, your fan factor is going to go up. So uh, <laughs> he's gonna. He's almost guaranteed to win. Uh, all of his matchups, uh, the fame on all of his matchups. Uh, we, Masters of Mammal has 10. That's not a guarantee. That's still a three plus. That's huge. To get the Absolutely. fame, you have to roll roll the D6 with it. Um, Dwarves, one of the best games in, one of the best games, one of the best races in the game, in my opinion. Doug the Minotaur has proven himself to be one of the best coaches in the league. Again, with only one loss. Um, that's another, just crazy. <laughs> yeah, another big contender, uh, a big favorite to to make the cut to the semifinals for a, a third time in a row. I might add, somebody needs to take this team down. <laughs> uh, still he, a has a, he, he has a, a club enhancement too. He's he's got a security gate which negates riot and pitch invasion. Um, yeah, that's, which that's really good for dwarves. Yeah, and it's a good way to sink money too. Um, but removing that that uh, that randomness and, and you know, oh, you're not going to get an extra roll or an extra turn. Uh, pitch invasion is not going to murder my guys. Um, I, I think that's a good pickup. Yeah, even just knocking down that or those dwarves in the pitch invasion can really hurt you. Yeah, with uh, the dwarves generally are only moving their cage for. Four spaces a turn because those long beards only have an MA of four. You knock them down. Well, now they're only moving one space without a GFI. So yeah, that is huge. Uh, Dead Fred's team. This is a Wood Elf team. Donkey Teeth. They're at a TV of fourteen seventy. Uh, he's got two injured. He's got three injured linemen, but two that will be out the next game at the time of this recording. Uh, uh, and I both think Russell linemen too. That's yeah. Just... <laughs> Yeah. That's unfortunate. He's lost two of his three wrestle linemen. Um, I think Wood Elves are a fantastic team. Uh, I kit mine out a little differently than he has. Uh, I take two ward answers and the, the linemen fill out the rest of my team. Uh, he's taken two catchers and a treeman. Um, Biscatine Trisket, that's his level three treeman. He has uh, guard on him and grab, which I think is a fantastic combo on this, on this treeman, right? You've got guard yes. for the assists on the blocks. You got grab to keep the guy next to you so you can keep pounding his face in. Yeah, it doesn't even matter if you take root because you're just going to be knocking someone senseless. Right. And uh, saving more linemen as well. Oh, that's a great point. That's the name of the game on, a, on most elf teams and what elves are no different in this regard is keeping your players alive. Everybody on this roster has an AB of 10 except for the tree men. Um, uh, AV of 10, AV of seven, except for the treatment. <laughs> I wish they had it. <laughs> uh, so they're very, very fragile. He has two linemen that are actually at an AV of six. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't fire those as soon as he can. The problem with the Wood Elf team, and in fact, most Elf teams are that your positionals are so expensive. Their linemen are 70K. So he only has 30K in his treasury. So he has to, he has to earn money before you can replace these 
these really weak players, but uh, man, every every game you're earning money, you're probably losing a player. <laughs> so, <laughs> the war dancers we've talked about before, uh, they come with block, dodge, and leap. Starting starting as a blodger is huge. Leap with AG four and MA eight is super sick. You'll almost always see one of the war dancers on a what elf team have strip ball. He indeed has that with uh, his number one war dancer, who also has mighty blow, who also has a strength of four. Man, what a piece that is! Yeah, it, like both of his war dancers are practically star players in their own right. Yes, yeah. His other war dancer, they're both level four. His other war dancer uh, doesn't have an extra point of strength. He has an extra point of ag. It's another ag five player, and he has tackle, and he has sidestep. That's that's ridiculous. So sidestep is great for a number of reasons. One, you can use it to get like a free point of movement if you need it. Um, it's uh, also good for uh, just it's kind of like a, a fend almost, right? It's like get off me. Um, it, you don't keep the player unlike fend. You don't keep the blocker from following up, but you do get to choose where you move to, and it doesn't have to be backwards. It keeps you safe on sidelines. Uh, it keeps you out of uh, multi-blocks a lot of times or chain blocks. It's it's a really good skill pickup, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with a blodge player, having sidestep just makes you a menace to the opposing ball player if you do decide to go after the ball. Yeah, and he's got another catcher that's the exact same thing, block and dodge and sidestep. Uh, that's huge. Uh, the catchers, they... They trade a point of strength for a point of movement, so they go up to an MA of 8 with a strength of 2. I don't like them. Uh, Dead Fred's been making good use of them, uh, so we'll see We'll see how far he can take this team. He has three team, re- uh, team re-rolls. I think that's where he wants to be. With AG4, you're not re-rolling a whole lot of AG dice, and so long as you're taking or you're setting up your blocks properly, you, you, three re-rolls will probably get you through a half for your blocks as well. Mm-hmm. Um Dead Fred, you also a great coach. The, <laughs> you can save them for the take root rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, Dead Fred's a good coach. I think this is another solid contender for uh, top four. The problem with this team, of course, is their fragility and just having enough money in the treasury to replace players when you need to replace them. Uh, this is one of the teams where you can go into a death spiral where you know early you, you take a couple of very bad injuries and then you never get enough money to really get the team going again. He's not there. His team's pretty solid at 1470, but he does need to be careful. Um, and really, I think for him, it's just about keeping the team healthy. Uh, and if he can do that, I think he has a good shot at top four. Yeah, and it, at least if as long as he doesn't lose either of those war dancers, getting a journeyman lineman is totally viable yeah journeyman linemen on a what else team are great because uh if they're not taking a two die block often they're taking a two plus dodge fine i'm cool with that <laughs> like i'm totally cool with that uh they're great for getting those marks you need for the assist to get the two die or eating up space on the pitch or locking down say a saurus um yeah i i think two even three I mean, even four, really. Like, like three journeymen, I probably am not sweating it as a Wood Elf coach. I think that's totally fine. 
We have uh, the Double Dippers as a Sweet Bunnies team. They are making a return from the Chaos Cup. They are the Chaos Cup champions. A Necro team, Sweet Bunny, new to the league, uh, also proven to be a very good coach. Uh, this team is at a TV of 1260, fairly low for this point in the season because he did not field them in the Spike Magazine trophy. They're making the return here in the Dungeon Bowl. Uh, Necro teams, very solid teams. Uh, he has two werewolves. One has leveled up. Another one, if I remember correctly, died. So he had to replace him with uh, mm-hmm. a level one werewolf. Uh, but his level four has picked up block, mighty blow, and dodge. So he's a blodger with mighty blow and claw and frenzy. MA8. Yeah. That's, Absolutely disgusting. That's another star player just right there. <laughs> yeah. That is that such is, a good werewolf. I am glad I am not in this division because that is insanity. Um, he does have uh, one white. One's, well, he has two whites. One's out for his next game. Uh, but the one white is level three. He picked up guard and tackle. That's a solid pickup. Uh, really solid. Yeah, yeah. And then he has uh, a zombie. That's a dirty player. That's a great pickup as well. The zombies are only MAF four, but they only cost forty k. They're they're great linemen. Uh, you throw them out there. You don't care if they get murdered. Um, and dirty player. That's that's a fowler, right? That's perfect. Yeah. Um, and you you really don't care as a necro team because. You can get a zombie back, right? You have a necromancer on a on a necro team. You can get a zombie back on a on a death, uh, but the, the zombies also have regen. In fact, and everybody has regen. You can make more zombies as the game goes along. Right, right. That's what I mean when I say you can get a zombie back. Like you can. Oh, right. Like, <laughs> sorry, yeah, I thought you, you were talking about uh, just the regen roll. But yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I mean, you can get them back in one of two ways, right? They're super cheap, so you can just buy a new one. Or you can murder somebody, <laughs> and then you get a new zombie. <laughs> so uh, money, not too much of an issue on a Necro team, in my opinion. He's got three rerolls. That's where he wants to be. Seven fan factor. Uh, the flesh golems with stand firm and strength four. He's got one of those flesh golems with block. Uh, again, not too level. He missed out on the entire competitional leveling, but still a solid roster and still an excellent coach. And I think this is yet another team that has a shot at top four. Yeah, I think he's in a really good position. How so? Well, just like he's got SPP where it really counts. And he's got so little team value compared to some of the other teams. So he can make up a lot of that in inducements. Yeah, that's a good point. Like managing your team value is an important aspect of Blood Bowl. Uh, you want your team running lean and mean. You you don't want wasted TV because that's money you're giving your opponent. He's got a lean team. You're absolutely right. He's got the skills where they count. Uh, and I think that's the the hallmark of a great coach. And, uh, you know, we've seen him take a team to a championship already. So uh, uh, I'm excited to see where he takes the team. And I think he's another team that is in real contention for the top four. The Arendelle Icebreakers, a Norse team coached by Chime. Uh, they're uh, coming to TV at 14.30. Norse are uh, a little bit of an oddball team. They're very low in armor value. They don't, they, they're don't. they very low in clothing value, really. Uh, <laughs> they have an AV of seven mostly, uh, but they're defined by everybody having block. So he has a bunch of block. Well, they're defined by two things. Everybody has block and he has a whole bunch of frenzy on the roster. So I find them to be really, really tricky to play because they're brittle 
and your frenzy players can just start kind of just moving, right? They just kind of go all over the place. Uh, and you really have to be think critically about those frenzy blocks that you take. Yeah, I learned the hard way just how easy it is for those Ulfwerners to get tied up. Yes, yes, indeed. The Ulfwerners are the, uh, let's call them the blitzers of a of a Norse team. They have frenzy and block. Uh, I'm sorry, they have frenzy uh, and strength four. Um, but uh, both of his they do pick start up block. with block, don't they? They do not. They start with frenzy. oh, that's right. It's the berserkers yeah. that start with block and frenzy. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, strength four with frenzy. Both of his is block. One has mighty blow. He has four players with mighty blow. I might add that is scary. I mean, look at that yeti. Look how scary <laughs> that yeti is. <laughs> And then with the uh, disturbing presence, he doesn't even have to do anything to like be a threat. It's very true. Yeah, the Yeti has claw. So let's talk about these skills. He's got four mighty blows. That Yeti, as you mentioned, he's got disturbing presence, which is great against the pass. He's got frenzy on it, claw, block, and mighty blow. Four players with mighty blow. He's got one of those mighty play players with piling on, which is a fantastic combo. Piling on is going to let him re-roll uh, his armor's his injury roll, right? So this is – he's setting this up as a kill team. Absolutely. Um, and, he does have – Dirty player linemen and, yeah, he's just like this – is, this is a team that could just – absolutely obliterate someone yeah uh i think this is i think this is very a very good strategy on his part uh, i i am scared of this team and this is another team i'm glad i'm not going up against the, the the balancing act is a little tricky with your your team being so fragile but i don't want to take a hit from any of these guys like yeah man <laughs> so so scary uh, three rerolls again. That's where he wants to be. He's got six fan factor. He's got his apothecary. Um, this team again, I think is tricky to play. Uh, I will uh, spoil this already, but by the time uh, by the time this airs, it won't be a spoiler. But the Arendelle Icebreakers already won their first matchup uh, in the Dungeon Bowl. They're doing great. Um, they're in second place in their division right now. They won two to one. Uh, yeah, I mean this. This is a really, really uh, uh, well kitted out team. It's not. It's not too high in team value for what he's got in skills. I think, um, and uh, this is a team that can just murder. <laughs> this is a team yeah. that can just murder people. Uh, next up, team number five in Division A is Amanthot Epps Crimson Corpse Comrades. This is a. Uh, an undead team, the second one we've seen this season. The the first one is mine. He uh, he has currently has a TV of nine sixty. It means he took an in, yeah he took an injury. Uh, he, wow. All right. So undead, right? He's got the two mummies, strength five with mighty blow. That they're great. They're great, great pieces. Mm -hmm. The two whites are the are the blitzers. They have block movement of six. The two ghouls have dodge with a movement of seven. They have an AV of seven as opposed to eight. The mummies have an AV of nine. And then you have your linemen that can be either zombies or skeletons. The skeleton, the zombies come in at an MA of four and an AV of eight. The skeletons trade the AV for an extra point of movement. Now, I see 
absolutely no value in skeletons whatsoever. Skeletons and zombies are both 40k. Uh, I have heard the argument that the skeletons are better for fouling because they have a higher MA. I don't buy it. I think I think <laughs> the I want the point of AV over the point of MA. Do you have an opinion on this? Do you prefer one over uh, the other? I I feel like taking one or two skeletons and the rest zombies is a good play because having that little bit of extra movement can really help fill in holes. And with thick skull, they're not much harder to get off the pitch than like uh, a zombie. It's, it's pretty comparable. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I don't, I, I won't field them, <laughs> but uh, Amanthada has brought two. We can see on his roster, one of them is injured. Uh, I rest my case, Your Honor. <laughs> but um, uh, I think Undead is, again, one of the best races in the game. Uh, they're just all of their positionals are great. Even the zombies. We talked about the zombies on the Necro team. That still holds true on an undead team. 40k is super duper cheap. They have regen, strength 3, AV 8. Um, they're hampered by their slow movement, but you can resurrect one from the dead. They Again, they have regen, so they can just, you know, maybe they're not dead when they get murdered. Uh, just really, really solid linemen, in my opinion. And then the whites, the ghouls, and the mummies all do their thing to, to great effect. This is a devastating... A running game race, in my opinion. They the ghouls are fast. They'll pick up block on their first level up. Um, really, really solid team. The mummies have no nega trait with strength five. That's huge. Yeah, uh, he's got. I I personally prefer the necro team, but like the undead team is super solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Necro is a great team that we saw those. I mean, werewolves are eight, three, three, eight out of the box. They're really good. Um, three rerolls, three fan factor. Uh, not a lot of fan factor on this team. It's a brand new team. That's why um, you can buy fan factor when you, when you build your team, he decided not to. I think that's wise. He only has 10 K in the treasury. Uh, again, really good team. I think, I think the crimson corpse comrades are hampered at, by their low TV at this point in the competition, uh, he'll need to find a way to make the inducements work for him. Mm -hmm. But, but uh, like, it's a solid base to start from. And yeah, he's also got a great theme going on. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he, he does. He's got the Soviet. He's got the Soviet undead team. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think he. I think if he's not careful, that can be a little tricky, tricky to play around. Um, but otherwise, yeah, Undead's a solid team. And uh, uh, hopefully he likes to play it. I like Undead. I like Undead a lot. Uh, the Blood Isle Thanes. This is Duke Glamorn's team. He is a newcomer to the league. Uh, this is a Necro team. He currently has a TV of 980. He has an injured white. He has two whites. He only has one of his werewolves. He has two flesh golems. He has a ghoul. And then uh, the zombies fill out his roster. Uh, he has leveled up the flesh golem and pick up block. Solid pickup, in my opinion. You have a strength four player with stand firm. Pick up block. Pick up block. Block's almost always a good pickup, in my opinion. Yeah. Block and guard are probably the best two skills in the game. 
Yeah. Um, nobody else has leveled up because it's a brand new team. Uh, we have yet, he has played his first match in the Dungeon Ball. He lost that game, uh, but we have yet to see him play. So I can't really say anything about the coach. Again, Necro teams, really solid, really good. Uh, he did start with three rerolls. Uh, I think that is totally fair. Um, uh, I'd love to see how he plays this team. Like Flesh Golems with that stand firm, they, they're excellent at pitch control. Uh, he has the ghoul who's, I don't want to say almost always, but almost always the ball carrier, at least to start with in the drive. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the werewolf with claw and frenzy and MA of eight, who's always a nightmare. And then he only has one of his two whites. That's unfortunate because there's a distinct lack of block on this roster that he's going to have to, he's going to have to navigate those, wa- uh, those waters. He's lost one of his three players with block uh, going into week two. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, we'll I see feel it. like Necro can be a little harder to start out than uh, regular Undead just because the werewolves are so expensive and the flesh golems and, and like the whites also. It's like you're never quite getting your full team for the first couple games. And yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, your regen is on most of the players, so. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are an expensive team other than the zombies, of course. Uh, the flesh golems are costing a whopping 110. Uh, werewolves are costing 120. I mean, that's a lot of money to put into a player. Uh, and it, it stings. It stings when you lose one of those players. Uh, mm-hmm. Werewolves are very easy targets uh, because they're, they're always running around. They're trying to leverage their claw and frenzy. Uh, but that can often put them in a position where people say, oh, okay, well, I'm coming after your werewolf, so uh, I hope I hope Scooby Doo stays alive. <laughs> <laughs> no one would ever kill Scooby Doo. <laughs> uh, the final team in Division A is uh, our second newcomer to the league, B Wall, with his Bells of Awakening. This is a second Dark Elf team, uh, also a TV 100 team, being a new a new coach here in the Dungeon Bowl. Uh, he is. Uh, a little bit of a different team, right? He's got uh, he's got a runner, uh, four blitzers, and the rest linemen. Personally, I like this lineup a lot uh, for a, a yeah, starting. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, though it's real uh, solid. Yeah, you start with four blitzers. That's four players that have block. That's that's great. Like you want to get block ASAP, um, and uh, starting with four players with block is is. Really, really strong, in my opinion. Uh, they also have an MA of seven. The runner has an MA of seven. He has dump off. Uh, I'm interested to see him use dump off. Dump off can give you a free pass before you, you get hit. Uh, I think it's restricted to a quick pass, right? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not a, restricted to not a, a big pass. fan of dump off myself, but, you know, it's, it's another movement seven player on this team. And, uh, yeah. It is. It's another movement seven player. It's uh, obviously cheaper than a blitzer, but once you've maxed out your blitzers, that's your extra movement seven player. I honestly think that's where their strength lies is just being another movement seven player that you have on the roster. But Mm -hmm. dump off does mean your opponent has to be careful. Like when they are encircling your offense, they got to be a little bit careful of the dump off and they maybe need to uh, cast that net a little bit wider or else you're going to see one of these obnoxious elf teams <laughs> just <laughs> run by you, run by you and score. Um, yeah, he's starting. 
I was going to say, um, I feel like their other strength uh, also comes in their passing access, where you can get a, a cheap uh, reroll by leveling them up with a leader or something like that. Good point. Yeah, good point. They can pick up leader. Leader gives them the extra reroll so long as they stay on the pitch. Uh, yeah, excellent point. Uni has two rerolls, but I think that's how elves tend to start. Just everything's mm-hmm. so expensive. You're not, you're not going to start with three rerolls unless you're really hampering your, your starting roster. Um, otherwise, uh, Dark Elves, yeah, pretty solid. We don't know much about B-Wall. I'm excited to see his games. Uh, he lost his first game in week one. Um, but uh, I'm excited to see where he takes his team. Uh, another Ooh, solid against solid Denver race. Bell Darlings. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a tough that's... first game. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Mid Atlantic Mauling League. <laughs> Here's your free mauling. Uh, <laughs> he's really got a, another great theme. Gotta love that Dark Souls. <laughs> ah, I yeah, one of my one of my favorite game series ever. I still haven't finished uh, Elden Ring, sadly. But uh, oh, you know what? I also I haven't finished. I haven't finished the Demon Souls remake on the PlayStation Five. I gotta finish that too. <laughs> if uh, if Patches right. doesn't end up with a uh, dirty player and sneaky get, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> you get kicked out of the league. You got you, <laughs> you got to stick to the theme, sir. <laughs> All right, over in Division B, we've got another eight teams. This uh, so if Division A is interesting just because of how strong it is, Division B is interesting because of the race composition. And we'll start right off with your team, the Mootland Scout Troop 079, the Moot. Uh, <laughs> you you started with a TV of 670 because this is a halfling team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, like those halflings are as expendable as you can get. And uh, fear, keep it lean and mean and make up for it with the inducements. Yeah. So the halflings are MA of five. They're not super fast. Strength of two. They're not strong. AV of six. They get beat up. But they're 30K. They are the cheapest players in the game of Blood Bowl. Uh, you will no doubt have a full roster of 16 <laughs> by the time the Dungeon Bowl is over. Probably by the time week two is over. <laughs> but, well, I might uh, keep it at 12. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Hold on to that that uh, petty cash. That's fine. Uh, you do have two Treemen, which you, you absolutely need. The Treemen have a strength of six, um, and they have Mighty Blow. They have Stand Firm. And they have Strong Arm as well. And, of course, they can they can throw the, the flings. Uh, two re-rolls is where you started because, uh, well, why did you start with two re-rolls? Because of the, the Master Chef? Master Chef, yeah. It's only 100k and it lets you most likely uh, steal one or two re-rolls from your opponent every half. Yeah, so the Halfling Master Chef for everyone else costs 30k, but not for Halflings. Only 100k. He, he's going to work for you guys for cheap. Uh, every half you roll a 3d6 and you have a 50-50 shot of stealing a reroll from your opponent, uh, which is huge. It's it's huge because you get an extra reroll, but also huge because they lose a reroll. And with most teams hovering around three, losing just one is a big deal. You are uh, 
almost certainly going to take that <laughs> that Master Chef every single match. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yeah. just an auto include. Uh, after your first game this week, you won your first game. In fact, two to one against the Skaven team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I see you leveled up, Andy. He's got uh, he's a sneaky yep. git. Yep, probably the only level up I'm going to allow to stick. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Unless someone rolls doubles. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you want to keep that TV as low as you can. Um, what's your strategy for this team? So, in my opinion, uh, if obviously if you can avoid a throw, you always want to avoid a throw because throws are the riskiest action in Blood Bowl. There's at least two die rolls. Sometimes there's even three die rolls in play. Um, and that's not even counting GFIs. Uh, yeah, but I, the trees can throw the halflings. And that's something... It's really fun. <laughs> 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 There's a temptation to do that every single, uh, every single turn. And it's really tough to not do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think people, though, do need to be careful just because of the just the huge distance you can get off of one of these uh, thrown teammates. But also, uh, so you see the Truman, they have an AG of one. That's terrible. But they have strong arm. So while they're still not the best throwers, passers, uh, you do need to be mindful of that. Uh, or else a halfling's just going to get tossed over your defense and score. Um, what what are your expectations for this game <laughs> or for this team in this competition? I kind of took this team to be a little bit of a relaxation time and not really care so much just try and make some havoc in the in the rest of the league so oh, fair enough you uh... <laughs> see, see if i can do anything with them you know with only a speed of five as your fastest players i figured if i can like use it to learn tactics a little better and get better at positioning fear if i can do okay with halflings then uh i'll i'll be getting better along the way fair enough yeah very very difficult team to play with that low strength of two and low av of six uh and you have really nothing else to leverage except the treeman uh <laughs> i won't spoil it for anyone but we just watched your first game of uh of the competition uh if you haven't seen it already people should go Go check it out. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, we have Malik's Brewmeisters. They're returning for the third time this season. They're coming in a TV of 1450. This is a Chaos Dwarf team. I think it's a pretty solid team. Um, he's got two Bull Centaurs. He's got a Minotaur, three Hobgoblins, and the rest are Chaos Dwarf blockers. The Chaos Dwarf blockers are Chaos Dwarves with block, tackle, and uh uh, they're dwarves, I should say, with block, tackle, and thick skull. He has two with guard. He has another one with mighty blow, and then he has a level two with claw. Uh, he's got the minotaur Ooh, who comes with nasty. <laughs> yeah. He's got the minotaur that comes with claw. Um, Wait, the minotaur comes with claw? I didn't. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, he's got the minotaur who leveled up into claw. Is what okay. I meant to say. <laughs> yeah. He's got two players with claw. The minotaur comes with horns. Uh, and he's got Horns, Claw, Mighty Blow, Frenzy on the Minotaur. That's pretty great. Minotaur only has an AB of 8, but uh, still pretty ga- great. I think the Minotaur, a lot of people like to line the Minotaur up on the line with the Strength of 5, and I don't necessarily think that's bad, but it does make the Minotaur a target. Indeed it does. 
he has two bull centaurs, each who's leveled up. He put break tackle on these AG2 players. I think that's fantastic. What a yeah. great what a great pickup. That's a real good pickup for them. Yeah, they have an MA of six. They have sprint and sure feet. That brings their movement up to nine a turn, and they can re-roll. And break tackle means they can use their strength, which is four, instead of their AG when they fail a dodge. Really good on these bull centaurs. You'll often see Malik try to get the ball into the hands of a bull centaur. So long as he's free and clear, it's uh, it's a 50-50 because you'll get a plus one for the attempt and no negative modifiers. So a bull centaur with strength four, uh, break tackle, that's that's a pretty good ball carrier, I think. Yeah. Maybe sure hands on one when he eventually yeah. gets three more SPP or so. And uh, we could be looking yeah. at an even scarier uh, ball carrier. Indeed. Yeah, he's got a bull center that's at 13 SPP. He needs three more SPP to level him up. I think that'd be a good pickup. Uh, the Minotaur, while being a target, is a very scary player to play against because uh, he just kind of murders people. You've got Mighty Blow and Claw. Uh, with frenzy, so you're potentially rolling that many more dice to get the uh, to get the hit, to get the knockdown. And if he's doing a blitz, he has horns. So, boy, oh boy, what a what a scary piece. Yeah, he's got a huge chance of taking someone down every turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, definitely a kill player. The Castor blocker with claw could potentially be one as well. It's just they're so slow. Um, and he's got the three hobgoblins. These are the weak, the weak links of the team. Uh, they're AV of seven. Uh, he has two with block, which is good. One with fen, which is good. One that's a kicker, which is very good, in my opinion. Uh, and then the one with kicker also has wrestle, which is a solid pickup as well. Uh, not a bad roster, I think. Uh, I, it all The way he leveled those hobgoblins definitely makes them more of an asset than they are vanilla. Yeah, yeah, I think he's done a really good job with this, uh, with this roster. Um, I, I really, really like the composition of his team. I don't think it's bloated. Um, very, no, very solid. It's a really good spot for this team. Yeah, uh, he's got three rerolls. That's where he wants to be. Five, five fan factors, not bad at all. Um, I think if he plays his cards right, so you've got to leverage those bull centaurs to their. You got to leverage all these players, all these pieces to their strengths. Don't let the Minotaur get out of position uh, due to frenzy. Like don't don't take just like willy nilly frenzy blitzes or frenzy blocks with him. Uh, don't make targets of the hobgoblins. Make sure those bull centaurs are putting in work. Uh, if you can do that, and then the dwarves are just dwarves. So uh, if he can leverage these pieces properly, he stands a pretty good shot here. Like he has a solid roster in my opinion, and. Uh, uh, really, if if he plays it right, uh, it's kind of a tough nut to crack. Like it, it can be really hard to figure out on defense how to get at the ball once he's got it secured, and uh, on offense how to avoid the Minotaur and the Bull Centaurs. All right, next up is Skitter Twitch Die Die Berserker Tempest Team, a Skaven team. Yeah, uh, Skaven. He made, <laughs> yeah, he made top four. In Spike Magazine Trophy, he's got a TV of 1330 as we speak. He has four gutter runners, because why wouldn't you have four gutter runners on a Skaven team? Uh, they're all very leveled, as they tend to be. They, the gutter runners tend to be the ones to score and tend to be the ball carriers. 
He has a thrower. He has one storm vermin instead of two. And then he has a bunch of linemen. Um, he has a yeah, level I think, four. I think someone killed one of his uh, storm vermin. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Uh, and his current one is injured too. He's down to an MA of six, which uh, I would keep on the roster and he has as well. Uh, the yeah, storm vermin. Oof. Yeah, mighty blow and claw. His tackle as well. Mighty blow and claw. Scary, scary combination. That's a that's a kill combination. He has leader on the thrower. You spoke to that earlier. Um, that's going to give him uh, an extra reroll. He has three rerolls. That brings him up to four as so long as the, uh, the thrower stays on the pitch. Uh, he has a level three lineman who has fend and block. I think fend's not bad for an AV7 player. And Absolutely. then all these go- three of the four gutter runners are blodgers, oh, which is always scary. Like MA9 on a gutter runner, AG4. These are scary, scary pieces. Uh, yeah, and then I wrestle am- strip ball for the other one. Yes, that's a great combo. That's a great combo. You have AG4 to dodge in on that cage. Russell strip ball. Man, great. Um, what do you think about break tackle on the number 14 gutter runner? Uh, like, I believe it just... Wait, break tackle? Not break tackle. Uh, diving, uh, diving tackle. tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good, a good pickup because... Like, I mean, it it can definitely be tricky on a gutter runner because he is making himself that much more of a target, but he's got a blodging sidestepper that he can get in against someone's uh, uh, ball carrier. And then with diving tackle, they're going to have to spin their blitz to try and get him off. And then they're not even guaranteed to take him down if they do that. Fair enough. It just, to me, it feels like that gutter runner, besides being a target, positionally he becomes a target too because you want that gutter runner to be in a position to leverage uh, diving tackle and that tends to mean he's probably eating a two-die block at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, three re-rolls, that's where he wants to be. One apothecary. He's got a cheerleader and a coach assistant. Six fan factor. Skaven, uh, top tier team. Uh, we've seen Berserker Tempest have uh, good success with the team. And uh, uh, another contender, uh, another contender for top four. Uh, in my opinion, Skaven's just, those gutter runners are just stupid. <laughs> they just, they will <laughs> score in two turns. And yep. there's really nothing you can say or do or to stop one it. If, if they get lucky. That's true. And, and I'm being, you know, obviously they're, there isn't nothing you can do to stop it. It's just they're very, very strong on offense. Um, and they can be very strong on defense as well because of that high, high mobility. Uh, next up is my team, the Dead Presidents, uh, an undead team. TV value of 1,400 even. Uh, I have two whites, two ghouls, two mummies, and the rest zombos. Uh, I have a lot of block on my uh, team at this point. I have six, uh, seven players with block. Uh, Abraham Lincoln is a white with guard. I have a mummy with guard. I have a mummy with um, uh, break tackle. So instead of an AG1, I can use, uh, yeah, (laughs) I I can move him. (laughs) Um, Thomas Jefferson is my level four ghoul, a blodger with sidestep. I think blodge and sidestep is a good combo. We've seen already on a number of these teams uh, that combo. And for good reason. Uh, Blodge makes you very hard to take down and sidestep 
can let you, uh, after, after your opponent fails to knock you down, uh, you can just kind of go where you want to go. Yeah. Bludge, sidestep, and strength four is just nasty. Oh, I love it. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Undead teams are bashy teams. Uh, They, you know, the mummies with the strength of five and mighty blow. They just want to murder people. Um, I, I do have strength four on Thomas Jefferson, which means he can go in for blocks or that makes him a solid ball carrier. Three re-rolls. You won't see me pick up a fourth. I have two cheerleaders. I have uh, one coach assistant. I might drop a cheerleader. I don't know. We'll see. Eight fan factor. Uh, again, I think Undead's one of the uh, uh, one of the strongest teams in the game of Blood Bowl. I will not be as so bold to say that I have a uh, a shot at top four, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. try my hardest. Yeah, and uh, this is I, a really really solid roster that you've put together. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I. I, I, I do think Undead's a, a very, very strong team. And again, the zombies are great because they're cheap. Uh, a zombie with block is awesome. Uh, getting extra... Like, I have two players that I've picked up for free. <laughs> One of them is since uh, Mr. McKenzie and, and an elf. Uh, so, by all means, please give me more players. I'd love it. It'd be very, very <laughs> grateful for it. You just have to play a halfling team or two, and I'm sure you'll get some. Uh, I have upgraded my stadium. I don't have a stadium enhancement yet though. Uh, but once my, if, if my first game this week goes well, I will probably sink money into an upgrade. I don't know what upgrade I'm going to get though. I don't know yet. Uh, next up, uh, one of two lizard teams in this roster, damaged dragons coached by war horseman. He had a great showing in the spike magazine trophy. He has a TV of 13, 20. Uh, he is down a Saurus. Uh, so he has an injured Saurus who's going to be out this week. But otherwise, he does have six Saurus's, Sauri, Saurus's <laughs> on the roster. Uh, he has a Crocs. seashells at the seashore. <laughs> he does have a Crocs as well. And then, of course, all the skinks. Uh, lizards are lizards. Another great team in the game of Blood Bowl. Uh, the lizards all have a strength of four. The Crocs has a strength of five. Or the Saurus's, I should say, have a strength of four. The Crocs has a strength of five. The skinks only have a strength of a strength of two with an AV of seven as opposed to nine across the board for the other players. Uh, I think the big missing component to this team for the damage dragons is the lack of block. Yeah, but he's on his way to get more. So he, he uh, is, he's got I think in a game or two. He's going to be really scary to contend with. I agree. He's got uh, four players with block. One's a skink, which makes them a, a Blodger, which is solid. He has three Saurus's with block. I think that's uh, the first pickup really you want on a Saurus is block. So good job there. He picked up Sprint. <laughs> is that Sprint and Sure Feet that he's got on number eight? It yeah. is. <laughs> he's got three with Sure Feet, I believe. Wow, that's a lot of Sure Feet. <laughs> but he can leverage Sure Feet to effectively increase his movement points. Like if I if I had a bunch of skinks with sure feet, I don't know how I feel about three skinks with sure feet. Feels like a lot. Uh, but I might not be afraid to basically treat their MA as nine at that point, right? Yeah. <laughs> like get Pretty yourself much. a, a like diet. having a free reroll every time. Yeah, that's that's great. That's absolutely great. Um and but combining that with stunty, they can just kind of waltz their way through tackle zones and it's true come out the other side 
with I think I uh, think uh, I would have preferred taking block. I know I know this is a case of I rolled doubles, what do I get with doubles? Um but man, three with sure feet just feels like a lot. I, I think I'd rather have some skinks that are blodgers instead. Um but I certainly think on one not bad at all. And with uh, he picked up <laughs> sprint, <laughs> so it just it just makes them even faster. It's it's ridiculous. Um, he does have the Crocs. Do I don't I don't really like the Crocs too much. I think I'd still take one on an. Well, you know what I I'll have to it's, change my tune because on my Blood Bowl three team I didn't take a Crocs. So <laughs> yeah, I'll have to say the Crocs is nice too tie players up with and basically it's just a stronger Saurus that can occasionally bonehead so yeah i think with Saurus out the crocs is definitely going to be helpful fair enough yeah and the crocs has mighty blow which is great uh his crocs has guard and has multi-block what do you think of this multi-block pickup it's interesting i really want to see him utilize it yeah, um, he hasn't utilized it yet, and I, I honestly don't, I don't see where it's going with the the multi block. Um, it, it's just it's tough to really capitalize on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but who knows? Maybe maybe he'll get some good use out of it. Yeah, and that combined with guard is going to make him kind of a menace on the line there. Yeah, fair enough. Three rerolls. That's where he wants to be. One cheerleader, one coach, six fan factor, and of course he's got his oppo for those skinks. Uh, solid uh, lizards are always a solid roster. I think this one uh, just needs a little more block. But as you mentioned, he's he's on his way. All of his sources have some amount of SPP. So uh, once he starts to have a, a full lineup of, or even close to a full lineup of sources with block, then it just becomes really really painful to deal with. <laughs> yeah. I am not, I am not looking when, forward to dealing with either of these lizard teams. Yeah. Once they do have block two, they're a bit easier to skill up because you aren't hampered by the lack of to when you take blocks. So you're right. more likely to knock someone down and injure them. That's exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, speaking of lizards, we have a second lizard team coached by Merrick friendly neighbor Kaiju. He has a TV of, 1430, six Sarses naturally has a Crocs and the rest skinks. Uh, this team got its start. I know. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a skink who has taken an extra point of strength. That's huge. And he's taken sprint. So, uh, with GFIs, that's an 11 movement, (laughs) which is a lot. That's a gutter runner right there. He also has another skink with AG4, also great. He has a third skink who's a blodger. He has a fourth skink with sprint. Uh, I don't know how I feel about having all this sprint, honest, honestly. Uh, two skinks with sprint is great, but I feel like, I, I feel like I, I'd rather have block. Yeah, I could see that, but I don't know. Having that extra possibility of movement means you really don't have to get your skinks very far into the opponent's uh, half before you can just run a skink in. That's true. It also makes it easier to make them safe because there are very few pieces that can catch you. Um, 
Only one of his Sarsas have block. I think that's the big weakness on this roster. It did miss out in the Chaos Cup. He uh, Merrick fielded an Amazon team in the Chaos Cup. Uh, so I think he's behind on TV in that regard. Uh, the yeah. Crocs hasn't leveled he's, up either. He's got SPP on most of his uh, Sarsas, so it's only going to be a couple games. Yeah, he's getting close. He's got five on one, four on another, uh, and two on two more. So he could come out of next game conceivably with two more Sarsis with block. And I think that would be huge for him. Yeah. And another great theme. <laughs> yeah. Monster Hunter. I love that game. Love Monster Hunter theme. <laughs> yeah. Um, lizards can be tricky to play. I think you have those, those Sarsis with that strength of four, but low AG of one. You want to be punching with them, but you also want to be able to have them in position to control the pitch. And then you have the skinks. These are the ones, these are the only players on your roster that are handling the ball and they are very fast, but they're also targets at a Navy of seven. So playing a lizard team is always a dance between, uh, can I get my Saracens to where I want them to be? And can I keep my skinks alive? Um, <laughs> yeah. Merrick's a good coach. We'll see where he goes with this team. Uh, four fan factor, one oppo, three rerolls. He's got enough rerolls. We saw him take a ton of rerolls with his Amazon team. He's dialed it back a bit <laughs> for the lizard team. <laughs> yeah. And like his team value is in a good spot for where he's at. And yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, team seven here in Division B. This is Calliope's team. Calliope's is the current league champion. Apropos of Nuffle, uh, <laughs> another halfling team this time with a tv of 740 wow so expensive <laughs> he uh picked up an extra halfling you came in with a 12 player roster clive has decided on 13 two treemen the rest halflings two he rerolls he did pick up the oppo that is absolutely true yeah uh I don't know why. Does <laughs> does he think a halfling's gonna live? <laughs> Somehow all of mine did. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> uh, not much to say about the scene that we haven't already co covered. Halflings are. Uh, uh, I mentioned this on our last stream, but I think halflings are better than people give them credit for. I don't think they're good. <laughs> I think they're not a good team, but they are better. Like. Don't sleep on their strengths or else they'll get by you. I still think they're the worst team in the current Blood Bowl 2 iteration. Really? I disagree, but uh, they're down there. They're absolutely down there. Probably bottom three for me. I So so tell me, I'll, I'll tell you what I think is worse, and then you can tell me why you yeah, think I'm, I'm curious. Halflings are the worst. So I think Kemri is the worst team in Blood Bowl, personally. Oh, no, 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 okay, no, 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 I'm going to change my opinion. Ogre, Ogre is the worst team in Blood Bowl. Okay. I, I kind of feel like it's a tie between vampires and halflings myself. Fair enough. Vampires. See, the difference, see, with vampires, vampires themselves are great pieces. Like, they're fantastic. It's just yeah. they murder their own team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, Vamp's not that great. Um, why do you think halflings are, are the worst? Like, what? They're so you... slow. It's like it's, true. it's they're they're fragile and they're slow, and they aren't very strong. So it's like just 
they have everything going against them, I think. Except yeah. for the trees. The trees are great, uh, in my opinion. Uh, the halflings have a strict of two, a MA of five, and AG is six. It's probably one of the worst stat lines, if not the worst stat line in the entire game. Not worse. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, you, you said they're they're fragile, but man, it's you think you think wood elves are fragile. <laughs> halflings, <laughs> yeah, halflings just explode Armor into confetti and stunty. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just, they're, uh, they're nothing. They're paper mache. Yeah. Um, you have the two rerolls, one apothecary. Uh, I, again, I imagine the strat's going to be the same as, uh, or not you, Clypheus rather, has, uh, two, re- two rerolls, one apothecary. Strat's going to be the same. Uh, pick up a, a chef every game mm-hmm. and, uh, pick up a bunch of, uh, a bunch of inducements. Uh, personally, I think Deep Root, I think the third Treeman, the Treeman star player, is a yeah. really good pickup. Deep Root's so good because he, he doesn't really have a negatrade aside from the standard loner for a star player. Yeah, really, really good player. And it's just so another Treeman. Yeah, and so easy to get three dice on someone with him. And yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's just a murder machine. I think his strength is even seven, isn't it? Isn't it something stupid? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's wild. He's whack. right up there with Morg as just like one of the most ridiculous star players in the game. <laughs> uh, two rerolls, uh, probably where you want to be because you're always looking for a chef. You probably, you, Clyface is probably looking for a, always looking for a chef. Uh, it's not much of a factor in the dungeon bowl since we're a, a, a lot of the teams that these halfling teams are going to be facing are already leveled up, but early in the season, I think halflings do want to be mindful of their TV a little bit and just make sure they're getting the inducements that they want. Um, mm-hmm. like you always want to get a chef. So when you're up against another, a bunch of other TV 1000 teams, uh, you do want to be mindful of that. In my opinion, uh, game to game, but at this point in the competition, I don't think either of the halfling teams have much to worry about. Yeah, <laughs> except well, for uh, next getting week. Murdered. Where, uh, <laughs> well, next week is going to be a halfling mirror match, which is oh, are you kidding? Absurd. Yeah, oh, I'm it looks excited. Like <laughs> ah, that's gonna yeah. be great. I think that's probably the least common matchup in all of Blood Bowl. <laughs> I don't even know how I'm going to commentate. I, I don't even know what to expect from that match. <laughs> it, it, expect a lot of halflings being flung and going splat. Like it, it turns into like almost like a dwarf mirror match or something, right? Like it's yeah. like, Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really weak anymore, but I'm still really fragile though. So yeah. <laughs> it's so what a weird combination yeah. <laughs> like <that's... laughs> oh I'm excited to see that one um, make sure make sure that gets on the schedule for live uh, for live okay. streaming because I want to see that one <laughs> <laughs> all right the final team in uh, this competition in division B is Nick Satan's team uh, the street Nick Satan season one champion 
Uh, oh, look at that. It's an ogre team. I think these guys are terrible. <laughs> so, I don't think I've ever played ogres, so I'm really curious to see how he does with them. Uh, man, so... We, we thought the halflings were bad. Look at these yeah. <laughs> so, so here's the problem with this team, all right? So he has six ogres. Okay, that's what you want on an ogre team, in my opinion. The ogres have strength... So his whole roster has MA5. The ogres have a strength 5, AG2, AV9. They have thick skull. They have mighty blow. They're all boneheaded, though. And they are so expensive. Right, so you have these expensive players that are basically big guys on a human team, but, but you no have a team loner. of them. They don't have loner, but they still have boneheaded. Yeah. So, so you have these very strong guys, right? Strength five, mighty blow. You want to be taking hits, but one of those guys every turn is going to be boneheaded. So not only are you not getting your block off unless you spend a, a reroll, but uh you're losing your tackle zones. So this is really hard to play around, in my opinion, because now uh, action order is is more paramount than it is for any other team, because at any given moment, you can be losing, uh, you can be losing control of the pitch with someone. And that's just so tricky to play against. Uh, especially, he has no rerolls. <laughs> he has none, which I think is nightmarish. <laughs> yeah, man, and he doesn't even get the cheap Master Chef. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised he put he put 40k into cheerleaders. Like I don't know, <laughs> he's got a cheering crowd, I guess. <laughs> but. Uh, but the rest of his team, so the Ogres, if they're not bad enough, the rest of his team is comprised of these Noblars. And as you said, you, you think Halflings are bad. It's the same speed as Halflings. The strength is one. It's, it's one less than Halfling. The strength is one. And their AV is one less than Halfling. Their AV is five. You really have to piss off Nuffle to not get the armor breaks on these Noblars. Like... <laughs> Five is nothing. Now, they do start with a bunch of skills, um, but it basically comes down to dodge and sidestep. Uh, they're stunty, they're titchy, um, and you can throw them, right? They have right stuff. But I, I think this is an absolutely terrible team. <laughs> I think ogres are awful. Um, your nobblers are going to get mowed down, and your ogres are eventually going to stop playing the game. I kind of feel like six ogres might be too much. A little of a tough start. Like yeah. maybe five and a couple rerolls would have been possibly yeah, better. I, 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 I agree. Maybe four. I, I I think I'd go with five ogres and two rerolls to start personally. Uh, four ogres. It's it's. What are you replacing them with? You're replacing them with with trash <laughs> yeah. like it's just this i i honestly i don't know how you play ogres strategically uh, i just find noblars and ogres to be absolutely terrible pieces <laughs> ogres yeah. are fine when they're the human big guy a whole team of them you just gotta pray to nuffle like there's no other option and with no rerolls i think no rerolls is a big I loss for this that, team. oh that's gonna be really tough 
but I'm really looking forward to watching his games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this At the time is, of this recording. It's going to be fun. So we were going to miss his week one game, uh, but it got rescheduled. At the time of this recording, it got rescheduled for later. Uh, uh, it's tomorrow, in fact, and it will be live. So I am eager to see this. <laughs> this is going to be super fun to watch these ogres just uh, not do anything. <laughs> Novelers <laughs> just get turned into paste. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So those are the and, 16 teams. And another great, another great theme. Like, we've got such great theming across the board. I don't recognize the theme on this one. It's Sesame Street. Uh, oh, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. It's got Large Bird. <laughs> it's got Count Von Numbers. <laughs> it's got a kid with dumb questions. <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait to well, see the kid with dumb questions get punched. <laughs> well done. Well done. It's got Bert. Instead of Bert, <laughs> it's got Elmo. <laughs> oh, absolutely wonderful. <laughs> uh, all right. So if we head back to Division A, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What are your picks for top two in Division A? <sighs> top two. <sighs> mm, like, I'll have to say... Dinner Bell Darlings probably probably tops. And then I'm having a really hard time deciding between uh, man I kind of feel like Donkey Teeth might be my number two. I think it's a fair pick. I think Division A is going to be neck and neck. Oh, man. Uh, it's good. It's a like, hard division. The icebreakers are just really scary also. Yeah. So And I, Masters of Mammal, I mean, like all of these teams definitely have are, a chance. Yeah. Really, really competitive division in my opinion. Uh, I will agree. I think Dinabel Darlings makes it. Uh, that's an easy pick for me. My second pick is tough, but I think I'm going to go with Double Dippers. Um, yeah. And the Masters of Mammal, great team, but I think the TV difference between them and, and really anybody else in their division hurts them. Um, Good point. Donkey Teeth has a, shot, has a real shot. Again, most of these teams, maybe even all of these teams have a real shot. Uh, I think the problem with Donkey Teeth is they're playing two games in one. They got to win their games, but they also got to make sure that their team stays alive. Um, and, and that could fail for them at any moment. Mm -hmm. um, and they're already, they're kind of, they're not on the back foot per se. Um, they still have their two war dancers, which is huge, but they're going to start their, their next game down to linemen, which is not that bad. It's just uh, those linemen. Well, it's not that bad to not start with them, but those linemen are going down to 86, so that is bad. Yeah. Um, uh, the icebreakers, yeah. the Arendelle icebreakers. I, I I won't be surprised if he, like, D 
ditches those two uh, linemen. And just takes the journeyman for until he can replace him? Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, the Arendelle Icebreakers uh, are kind of a wild card for me because I really like his team composition. I th- I think this is a solid kill team. Yeah, that that Yeti and then the uh, uh, piling on Mighty Blow Frenzy player is just yeah. That's that's a crazy combo. Yeah. Uh, the Crimson Corpse comrades are new, and I think Amon Thadep can take advantage of the TD differential there in his favor. So also a contender. We don't know much about Duke Glamorn or B-Wall. We haven't seen them play yet, but solid rosters as well. And at yeah. low TV, they'll be getting petty cash. So really, really, really competitive division. Yeah. And I'm so happy to see some new players in in the Mulling League. Oh, me too. I... I mean, part of the part of the mission statement, so to speak, of the team is to get new players involved. I love, I love, I just love this game. I love games in general, but I love games and I love sharing games. So uh, it always makes me very happy to have uh, newcomers come in and and uh, you know beat me up or or whatever. <laughs> like I just, I just love sharing these this this cool game <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun <laughs> and it's also it's also like this game we've talked about to death but this is a game that has so much agency that oftentimes a new coach will come in with a completely different perspective or a completely different strategy and you're like that is so smart or that is so cool or i didn't even think of that um and i love to see it all right in division b who are your top two picks um, you can you can pick yourself if you want <laughs> yeah, i'm not going to I'm I'm gonna say my number one pick for Division B is probably the Brewmeisters, because they've got all that tackle in a division where everything is going to try and dodge. Yeah, and I think that is a huge, huge benefit for them. And then, oh man, number two. I'm probably going to say Merrick with the friendly neighbor Kaiju just on mm-hmm. those skinks alone. Those are some yeah. really like crazy skinks. So, and they are like right up there. I'd say squitter, t- skitter, twitch, die, die with those four gutter runners is also like ready to pounce. So yeah, that's, that's that's my uh, assessment. Uh, I agree with the Brewmeisters. I, I think the Brewmeisters uh, have a real good shot at making top top four. That's a that's an easy pick for me. The other one for me, the second pick is tougher, and for me, it's between Skitter Twitch Die Die and Friendly Neighbor Kaiju. Um, I I think the Friendly Neighbor Kaiju kit. Uh, I think I prefer that to the Damaged Dragons kit. Although we did see War Horseman uh, have great success with his team in Spike Magazine mm-hmm. Trophy. I think oh, I yeah. think he only lost once or maybe twice. Um, and Skitter Twitch Die Die, I think, is a solid roster. Um, those those four gutters are silly, and I hate them. Um, <laughs> and, and he's got that and the Stormbringer. Stormbringer. 
with yeah. Claw and Mighty Blow is really nasty as well. Yeah, absolutely. And he's got that extra reroll uh, with the thrower. Um, I, I, I really like the roster. Um, I think if Berserker Tempest plays it more cautiously, then it's almost a no-brainer for me that he makes top two. Um, but I also agree with you. I think the friendly neighbor Kaiju, uh, those skinks, I, I think he's done a good job kidding out those skinks, and they're scary. And the, the roster's fairly lean. So um, once he starts to yeah. get blocked, he's going to become... Oh, it's going to become a nightmare. I hope I don't play him until... No, I hope I play him before he gets those level ups. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, just seeing the the two... Uh, like, the strength up and the agility up on those two skanks is just... That is really tough to face. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um... All right, yeah, those are our top picks for the divisions. That's an overview of our divisions here in the Dungeon Bowl. Uh, I'm excited view? to see this. What's that? I said an ogre view. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. That just uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got a pun filter on. <laughs> can't, uh... Oh, yeah, that's the round thing in front of my microphone. Maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, Division A is a killer division. Division B has some really solid teams, but also some really fun teams as well. Two halfling teams and an ogre team. So I picked. So if, if anybody's unaware, the way uh, the way the league is set up is depending on the number of uh, the number of entries in a competition determines the format of the competition. And after a certain number of players, it becomes a divisional competition. Divisions are generated at random. Three options are generated at random, and then the coaches all vote on their the option they want. The winning option um, is determined by popular vote. Uh, I did not vote for this option. This was option two. Did you vote for this option? <laughs> oh, of course. This was the one with the, this was the option with the least amount of tackle against me. <laughs> I voted for option one, which incidentally would have put me in the division with uh, Doug the Minotaur. <laughs> uh, but option two, one out. Um, I, I'm excited to see these uh, these divisions play out and uh, and see who advances at the Blood Bowl. Uh, it's going to be a real fun competition, I think. Oh yeah, can't uh, wait lots to of the next uh, games. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of team diversity, uh, lots of diverse playing styles between the coaches. Uh, it's just going to be a, it's going to be a blast. Um, and I think that'll do it. So. Uh, Thanks for joining me once again, Artificial Bunny. Yeah, that was that was a blast. Yeah, and uh, uh, I guess we'll be back next week, eh? I certainly hope so. All right. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode. You can watch the Mid-Atlantic Mauling League on Twitch at twitch.tv slash AvaUnit02. That's E-V-A-U-N-I-T, the letter O, the number two. And watch archive games on YouTube at Blood Bowl Mammal. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.mammal.club. That's M-A-M-L dot C-L-U-B. You can also follow us on Twitter at Blood Bowl underscore Mammal. 
mastodon at mammal at M-A-S dot T-O, or on Facebook at Blood Bowl Mammal. Play Blood Bowl! You can play Blood Bowl online via Cyanide Studios, Blood Bowl 2, Blood Bowl 3, or in Games Workshop's tabletop form at your friendly local game store. Be kind to each other. Forgive everyone. Praise Nuffle. And may he bless your dice.